This weekend's Economist magazine, which usually comes out Friday or Saturday, has a special feature uh, called Poverty in America. And generally, I think it's an accepted as a magazine that does good, solid research and scholarship, and surprisingly, in today's media world, is generally well-balanced. I have not read it in detail, but I will probably this evening. But one of the interesting quotations from it is that of President Ronald Reagan, when he says, we declared a war on poverty, and poverty won. And that statement, uh, while it probably is true for, for the war on poverty and the level of poverty that exists in the United States today, in particular, the level of poverty for children in the United States has not diminished in any way. Perhaps it may even have grown. But that statement is something that uh, Jesus would, would, would feel very strongly about. He would, because what today's gospel is about is, is, is not that uh, all rich people are going to hell and all poor people are going into heaven. But it is, it is a passion that Jesus has about caring for the poor and, and, and making sure that poverty is erased from life on earth. It is what Jesus is trying to communicate to the Pharisees is that God will never accept a society, a life of inequality for any person, especially if that, uh, if that inequality is economic. It is a very sinister, what the gospel addresses is something that is very sinister and so insulting to people, especially people going through a difficult time in their lives, whether it be health or, or poverty or sickness. Because what Jesus is addressing is, is a line of spirituality and a line of theology, usually coming from the books of Deuteronomy that the Pharisees are using. And what they're saying is that they give an example of the perfect human being. The perfect human being for the Pharisees is the person who lives by the law, who works hard, and is rich and wealthy. And that is why Jesus picks this story about this man who is living a life of opulence, dining sumptuously, and doing so many other things. But, but there's one great but there. His door is closed to the poor, to the sick, to the vulnerable, to the widow and the orphan, those who are finding life difficult. And what Jesus is, is wanting to communicate is, and what Jesus is working against, is a whole mindset and a theology which says that God blesses the rich and successful, and God disdains the poor, the vulnerable, the sinner, and the sick. 
And that is why Jesus is telling us this story. Because Jesus completely disagrees and condemns a theology and a spirituality that, that selectively uh, chooses certain passages from Scripture to reinforce that point of view. And he does not want us to have that point of view either. And in particular, how many times have I gone to a hospital and, and see somebody who is recently diagnosed with cancer and say to me, um, why has God done this to me? Why me? Or what have I done to bring this sickness on myself? So what Jesus wants to get at is that evil uh, belief that if we are finding life difficult through a sickness, through an illness, through economic hardships, that God has abandoned us in some way. It is quite the opposite. God had that sick person in his bosom when he was sitting outside Lazarus's door, or uh, the door of the rich man. He had him in his bosom just as when he died, he was still in his bosom. And the message very simply is that God wants us to have people who are suffering, people who are sick, people who are poor in our bosom as well at all times. That we should never close our door on any human being who is suffering in any way irrespective of their situation, irrespective of their stance, irrespective of any idea that we have in our lives. God expects us, and Jesus expects us, to rid the world of inequality by holding people like that in the bosom of our heart. I am not going to get into the whole area of um, of, of poverty and, and the politics that goes behind it. I'm not qualified to do so, but there are plenty of brilliant economists and scholars who probably have um, the solution, or certainly a lot more uh, understanding of the situation than I do. But my job as as the priest here, as, as, a, as, as a preacher, is, is to warn you against the, the sin of indifference, that we can be indifferent to the plight of the poor and suffering in the world today. And God's invitation to discipleship is an invitation to do something about it. First of all, we can do something about it by showing our care. And you will see in the narthex and at the exits as you leave today, people are leaving, leaving in toiletries for the homeless people. That's a beautiful and a wonderful thing to do. But the other side of it is we have to learn, we have to read, we have to become enlightened about what is causing poverty in the world today to what is causing inequality in the world today. It is something where you need to go deeper and to try and understand that 
that the, the, the problems in society today, not by sound bites, but by, by trying to understand and learn more from scholars and for people who, economists, and people who know, um, who know all of these subjects intimately. So what God wants for all people is everybody to live a life of dignity, a, di a life where they have enough to live on, where they have enough to, for health care, where they have enough to raise their families and expect that their families and their kids will do better than them. And this is the whole reason um, why God brought the world into being. So it could be as it is in heaven that it is on earth as well. And once again, what we have to be constantly careful of is the sin of indifference to the plight of the poor and suffering in the world today.